0: Hey, what's poppin', guys? This is the Dust Rays Podcast. I'm Spencer. And I'm Alexander. And welcome to the very first episode of season two of our podcast. Very excited to be able to put out another season of the highest quality baseball content on the internet. Today, July 29th, 91 degrees outside. We're right in the smack middle of the summer. We should be worrying about the All Star game that just happened, but we're. We're actually going to be recapping week one of the 2020 MOB 60 game short season. Definitely excited to see some baseball come on. And
1: also, since you guys are probably excited too, go head to our Instagram at Delos underscore Reyes underscore podcast. We're doing posts all day, all mm-hmm. night, whatever. Go check
0: us out, please. And as always, make sure to stay healthy. So let's get started. We got a brand new segment here called We Got Ice. Yes, we do. So, and We Got Ice, we're going to be taking down through all the players in the league as far as players who have contracted COVID injuries signings releases and trades we have at least one for each today so let's get started as far as COVID players Juan Soto had one watching Nationals the first day was not able to play opening day because the New York Yankees still is not reported back Miami Marlins had 18 players and coaches as of today and two three of them players headlining that list are Miguel Rojas Jose Ureña and Garrett Cooper now we move on to injuries. We have Atlanta Braves, Cole Hamels, tricep soreness, 45-day IL. Won't be back till September. Los Angeles Dodgers starting pitchers Clayton Kershaw, back stiffness, and Alex Wood with the shoulder injury, both gone for 10-day IL. Cincinnati Reds Mike Moustakas, undisclosed injury. They have not told us what it is, but he was on the 10-day IL. Texas Rangers Corey Kluber, they just gave him a big boy contract. Right shoulder tear, out for a month. That's very Big for the 60-game season. Houston National Justin Verlander, forearm sprain. In a 10-day IL. Toronto Blue Jays, Ken Giles, Giles excuse me, mm-hmm. right elbow sprain. Pittsburgh Pirates, Kyle Crick, the right shoulder injury. 10-day IL. And last but not least, Los Angeles Angels just last night. Shortstop, Anderson Simmons sprained his left ankle. 10-day IL. Yeah. Now, as far as releases, Atlanta Braves just designated for assignment. Their starting pitcher, Mike Foltynewicz. And as far as signings, the Kansas City Royals picked up Matt Harvey, longtime Met and a couple of years for the Athletics and the Angels. Then the Nationals signed Josh Harrison infielder after requesting to be released from the Phillies. Chicago Cubs signed former C- Cincinnati Red Derek Dietrich. He's gonna be an explosive player on that team. With that, they have him and Jason Kipnis as the two brand new huh. power hitters. I mean, they look really good for the NL Central. Exciting. And the Mets sign catcher Bruce Maxwell. I guess it's more for in-depth. I don't really know a lot about that guy, but I know he did play for the athletics. And we have one trade that actually just happened today. Houston Astros will get a, a player. will send a player to be named later for Baltimore Oriole. Right-handed pitcher Hector Velasquez. Some interesting stuff going on. So that's it for We Got Ice.
1: You know what that sound is it's time for Alexander's fun fact of the day so there's been a lot of stuff going around and this is the first time that something this crazy has happened in baseball it's where a whole infield was covered with MLB all-star sons now we're going to be talking about the Toronto Blue Jays here with their stellar infield in very young of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Bo Bichette Kev, Kevin Biggio and Travis Shaw. Uh-huh. Now, now their fathers, Vladimir Guerrero Sr., uh-huh. Dante Bichette, Craig Biggio, and Jeff Shaw are were all All-Stars in their prime or their time of playing. So that's what makes this so interesting that this is the first time it's ever happened in baseball history where there's been MLB All-Stars
0: sons all over the infield. Yeah, hopefully they could repeat what their fathers have done on the field and even get better. Yeah. All right, let's get down to the brass tacks and nitty-gritty of today's episode. We'll be recapping the first week of the 2020 MLB 60-game shortened season. And the best way to do that is to start off with the standings. So we have, the, for the AL Central, Cleveland is in the lead right now, 4-1. Minnesota and Detroit trail behind, 3-1 and 3-2. Kansas City with a 2-3 record. And Chicago, surprisingly, down the bottom, 1-4. Did not expect that. Especially with their surgence of prospects. Yeah. The AL West um, is a tie right now for first place. Oakland and Houston with a record of three and two, followed by the Angels oh. of two and three. The Rangers and the Mariners down at the bottom with one and three and one and four. I
1: expect the Angels to do a little better, but hopefully they get a
0: little boost. Yeah. Last but not least, the AL East, believe it or not, the Rays are winning the division four and one. One game behind them is the Orioles, a two and one, tied with the Yankees. The Yankees or the Orioles have the same record. The short game season will do anything to your team for sure. The Blue Jays are in fourth, at three and two, and Boston in last place, one and four. We move to the National League, the NL East. Believe it or not, the Marlins are in first place. Yeah, you heard that. The Marlins are in first it's, place. Yeah, the it's NL East. a win percentage, I think. Yeah, they're two and one. The Mets are right behind them in three and two. Uh, behind them in third place the Braves 1 and 3 and Philly and Washington 2019 World Series champion down at the bottom 1 and 2 1 and 4 move to the NL Central where we have Chicago winning 4 and 1 St. Louis 2 and 2 Milwaukee 2 and 3 tied with Pittsburgh at 2 and 3 and Cincinnati down at the bottom 1 and 4 another team I didn't expect to do that bad and then we our last division the NL West San Diego's winning 4 and 1 this is easily one of the most winning divisions as of right now with Colorado and LA three and one and three and two and the Diamondbacks and Giants two and three.
1: Yeah. Let's keep it on the the thing with League and the League and the leaders. So let's talk mm-hmm. about the league leaders. For we're gonna go with Miguel Rojas, leads the league in batting average at seven hundred. He's only played three games and since and he keep in mind yeah, he, just he, con- he just contracted, contracted COVID. COVID. So I'm putting right behind him with the runner up, Jose Iglesias with a five forty eight batting average, which is stellar and then for home runs it's a close race and there's three guys in that race it's Nelson Cruz Anthony Rizzo and Colin Moran all having three knocks it's a close race and I'm glad to I'm I'm really hoping Nelson Cruz gets a little boost cuz I love him um Bert Smith leads the league in wins with two wins there's not a lot of games for pitchers to be playing mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah. he leads the league in two wins Nelson Cruz who I love also leads the league in RBIs with 10 of those he's definitely doing some damage and for the saves column, we got Joe Jimenez, who's in front with three saves. He's just ahead by two, uh, by one. Then I'm gonna head into, uh, we're gonna keep keep the the stick going, keep the hot stick. David Fletcher leads the league in ten hits. He's ahead the guy in second at seven, so he's doing some major stuff for LA. Um, Shane Bieber. Has the most strikeouts in the league. He yeah, put on a franchise record. Was it 14 or 15? 14, yes. 14 strikeouts, yeah. And Tommy Fan swiped the most bases with four. Wow. So, definitely a speedy.
0: Speedy guy, yeah. Speedy from the guy. Padres. All right, so now that we have league leaders and standings, we're going to recap the news that's gone down this past week and a half.
1: Yeah. Let's head into it, and I'm going to start off. Um, the Colorado Rocky pitcher... Daniel Bard gets his first win since May 29, 2012. Definitely some exciting stuff for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, we talked about it last episode, how he's making his first start. And literally on his first start since 2013, gets his first win since 2012. That's big for him. Big ego booster. Hopefully he continues his he can continue his success with Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, now we move on to the Blue Jays. So we originally, again, we talked about this the past week, probably past two weeks. Blue Jays, they're looking for home to play. Canada kicked them out and said, no, we're not having anyone play here. Um, so they decide, they reached out to Pittsburgh Pirates, and Pirates said, okay, yeah, sure, you can play here. Pennsylvania State Government stepped in and said, No, you cannot play here. You're from Canada. And he's like, Oh, okay, all right, sure. So they go to they go to Baltimore. They do the same exact thing, same exact thing happens to the Maryland government. So now they have to fall back onto the Buffalo. They're triple team the Buffalo bisons. Now, usually what's been happening is the AAA team of every organization has hosted the other 30 players non on the active roster, and they're doing extended spring training until they get called up to the league or released or traded or any transactions involving them. But now they're going to have 60 players at one field during the regular season. Mm -hmm. Not going to be going well. They're definitely, hopefully, shopping for another team to share the uh, stadium with. Yeah.
1: But they... they Hopefully, I'm glad they at least have have, state. Somewhere play, yeah, have somewhere to play. Have somewhere for home games. So a lot of you football fans may have heard Patrick Mahomes is now part mm-hmm. owner of the Kansas City Royals, and that's going to be good for him to make some extra cash, I guess.
0: I mean, when you have that big contract, yeah. When you pay, um, you become a part owner of the same town, town or city, yet. but a different sport. It kind of shows you're dedicated. You're going to want to yeah. stay there for a while. And he did just that.
1: That's good for Kansas City uh, Chiefs fans because he's going to be there for a win.
0: We were talking about the Marlins and how 18 players and coaches got COVID. originally started at 14. Every day they've been adding more and players to that list. For that reason, MLB has suspended Marlins games until next Monday. Now, of course, just like we said, they're leading the division. Um, At some point, someone will have to top them. They'll be moved down. Yeah. The Phillies and Yankees game was canceled due to that because the, mm-hmm. they found out about this while they were playing after their game in Philadelphia. But they don't think it was because of that. They think it's actually because of the exhibition game they played last Wednesday against the Braves before the season started on Friday. And so they canceled the Phillies-Yankees game. Then the Marlins were supposed to go home and play Baltimore, and then that got canceled. Mm-hmm. Then the Marlins were supposed to go to Baltimore after playing their home season home opener in Miami those games got canceled. Yeah. So there's a lot of things happening, and the Marlins... Yeah, a lot of cancellations, for sure. Sad to be a Marlins
1: fan right now. Yeah. I feel for you. Uh, Sonny Gray from Cincinnati has 34 straight starts, allowing six or fewer hits. A new MLB record, and I only see good things coming from Sonny Gray. Kind of wish he was on the Yankees, but it's whatever. He's not. He's in Cincinnati.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is what it is, right? I mean, he... He was a long, I forget, I think long time. I want to say a long time. He was, growing up, I remember watching him play for the athletics.
1: Yeah. He was for on sure. I know he's on athletics. And then uh-huh. he bounced
0: around. And he might have played for the Giants a year, yeah. I think. And he might have played a year for the Yankees. Yeah. But I always knew him as the athletics. And then he kind of died down a little bit. Signed those like, little contracts. Yeah. He's Cincinnati.
1: Now he's spiked back up. So I he's mean, doing something I it's right? little
0: stuff like that. that it's Not talked about as much, but it definitely should be more. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to move on to talking about players that should be talked about more. Francisco Rodney. 43-year-old reliever. I mean, if you guys ever play any video game, this is the guy you're trading for. You're trying to trade away. You're trying to sign up for a cheap one-year deal. This guy's been bounced around the league a lot. He's played for a lot of different teams. Uh, He's like the Shaq of... He's effective. He's effective, but he's got all the color jerseys. Just like Shaq. I mean, I wouldn't compare him to the quality of Shaq. Shaq, if you're listening, I'm sorry, man. I'm not comparing him to you. You're definitely better than Francisco Rodney. But that doesn't mean Rodney's bad at what he does. He's a really good pitcher. He's effective. He's still got some velocity behind him. He's got a hell of a lot of control. Mm -hmm. With that being said, Houston Astros are trying to sign him for hopefully a one-year deal for the season. Maybe an extension for next year. Who knows? Anyone can use Rodney and become a postseason team. He's that extra bullpen arm you need on your team. Mm -hmm. For sure.
1: Yeah. He's that good guy that you toss in and he'll just be able to do some stuff. Yeah. The, uh,
0: help you out he's a veteran he's been in the postseason a lot he's been in, he's, he's been around like 43 years old he knows what he's doing yeah definitely. bottom line
1: good veteran um now i'm going to be talking about neat nate, nate pearson the number eight prospect makes mm-hmm. his debut today with toronto blue jays he's going to be versing the washington nationals yeah i'm definitely going to be tuning into this one
0: yeah i think everyone should um this is So with this short season you're going to see a lot of people coming up like I know the Mets David Mm -hmm. Peterson yeah similar name he's not a number 8 prospect he's not in the top 30 but for the Mets he's in their top 10 Mm -hmm. and he's looking to start his season as well I mean a lot of a lot of rookies are going to be coming up and be getting a little taste of what the major leagues is although there's no fans and there's there's sounds there's cutouts yeah there's uh there's there's fake clapping you know there's a lot a lot of stuff that's going on this season Uh but it's definitely good for them to get that experience yes so, we're going to move on to Rob Manfred. He, he has been caught under a lot of fire over what's happened, but I would say a little bit. Mm-hmm. If I was a Marlins fan, I would not be happy about this. And I'm going to explain exactly why. So, Manfred says, MLB, not in a nightmare after what happened to the Marlins. And I quote, he said, season would only end if a team loses players, making them not competitive anymore. So, he said that before. He said that after 14 players and coaches were contracted of COVID in Miami. They have not released the exact amount because they don't want it to make it sound bad. Mm-hmm. But regardless, 14 players and coaches. And they just added four more as of today. 18 in total. But those extra four were actually players. They did announce that. They're not coaches. So let's say it, let's say it was only one coach. 17 players on a 30-man active roster. Even if it's five. We already said Miguel Rojas, Jose Urena, starting pitcher, starting third baseman or second baseman. And Garrett Cooper, starting first baseman or possibly even catcher. Yeah. They're deep in catching, but they're losing a a good chunk of their team. So, in my eyes, if I'm part of the Mons organization, and Manfred says a team will not be competitive... look, We're only going to stop the season. If a team loses players, that would make them not competitive. They've lost 18 people in their organization... And apparently they're apparently they're still the same. Like I don't understand. Like how is how are they still like they 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 were competitive to start with. They were easily, I think, better than the Phillies. The Phillies just have a lot of good names on paper. Like Joe Girardi, yeah, he could bring people across, um, to even possibly the postseason. But he's got to stay there. He's got to figure out. Man, yeah, I know Didi, but who who the hell do else do I know? Right, Aaron Nola, he's a good starting pitcher. Andrew McCutcheon is coming back from injury. He's got to figure out what to do with those pieces. Yeah. I don't put them in the postseason this year. No. The Marlins, maybe. I mean, if the Mets no, choke, no. I'll tell you this. Nationals are not going to make it. The Phillies are not going to make it. We have 16 teams to make the playoffs. We're going to talk about this more at the last piece of the news. The 16 teams. But how it, in general, it's just going to 16 teams. It's going to be the top three for every, so that's six, right? Six divisions. Mm-hmm. And then the second place for every division. That's 12. Then it's the four best teams after that. You're telling me the Marlins can't be a top 16 team? I mean,
1: they have the chance Okay, but I'm
0: saying if they had these players, they would definitely would have had a chance. Now with this, it definitely puts that in question. But that's what I'm saying. Before they had these 18 players, they were competitive. Mm -hmm. They had a chance to be a top 16 team. They lose 18 players and coaches... And Ron Manfred says they're the same competitive. Rob, Ron Manfred is still competitive. Like I don't, I don't. Know. It, I would be offended if I was a Marlins fan. I'd be really. It's not mad. that I don't
1: want baseball to end. I'm,
0: uh, not, I'm not. I'm going for baseball to end, but like yeah. the fact that he didn't even address that. He's like, yeah, no, no, it's okay. They're still the same. It's like, so he basically thinks that they weren't even good to start with. Yeah, and they're still not good now without all those players. That's yeah. why I, I don't think. I, He's not under a lot of fire for that, but that those, that's my opinion. I don't think. I would yeah. be very mad. Again, I,
1: I, I would be mad if, if I was the no, no I'm not happy
0: it. at all. But let's move on to the next thing, which some people might be happy about. Some people might not be. But this is another, a little controversial, but a little win for the uh, the people who aren't trash bangers.
1: All right. We're going to be talking about the Dodgers, the, the, the Dodgers, the Dodgers and Astros got into a bench brawl mm-hmm. and well, Lions, it wasn't a brawl. It but, wasn't a, ball, but a they, brawl, but yeah. the bench was cleared. hmm and a lot of fines are being sent out. Um, it was started because Joe Kelly, pitcher for the Dodgers, yeah, threw fastballs in, with intent to hit Carlos Correa. I was watching
0: those videos. like it, it, so, Just in case you guys haven't seen it, he didn't literally, like it's not like a video game, where he literally pitched your helmet, but he pitched in front of it, I believe, but he, he also pitched, he was behind really more batter. behind the batter. And, but and, it, it made him scared where it, it, curved out, or it was a fastball, right behind his head, and he, no, yeah. he had to duck.
1: It, it was a fastball mm-hmm. behind his head, he yeah. ducked down, then a fastball, like, mm-hmm. really in tight on him, yeah. he backed up, and then, the rest of the at-bat, only threw sliders, and struck out Carlos mm-hmm. Correa. Yeah. So, Carlos Correa was like, he was yelling back and forth, he's like, mm-hmm. throw throw a fastball, why aren't you throwing fastballs, mm-hmm. stop throwing sliders, stop being a little wiener, you know, stuff yeah. like that, and, the, um... Joe Kelly, he stuck out his tongue at him. Yeah, like a little kid. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, "What's up? Like, come on now." And then all of a sudden, Correa starts moving towards their dugout. Mm -hmm. All the
0: dugout just empties. The bullpens Mm -hmm. empty, and everyone's just kind of standing. And the umpires like, "Hey, you know, I I saw. I don't know if they're coaches or managers, but they were trying to make sure nothing happened." Yeah, but I mean, there's 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 a couple things you could take from this, right? The umpires saw all this happen. Yes. They didn't do anything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I think, I'm I i I'm just putting an idea out there. I'm pretty sure they let it happen. They're like, yeah, you know what? I mean, they, he's not hitting him, but he kind of deserves it. And then Correa got mad, I'm assuming, that they didn't do anything. And he's yeah. like, hey man, give me a good pitch to swing at so we can cheat again. You know what I'm saying? And then, <laughs> and then Joe Kelly's like, no, it's all good. But here's another thing. People are scrutinizing against Joe Kelly, but they're basically just Astros fans. Yeah. He was on the 2018 Red Sox team that also cheated. Wasn't as bad as the 2017 Astros, but still cheating. A
1: part of the cheating.
0: Well, we don't know, but you're still. We we also don't know if it was Korea. We don't know if it was this person. We don't know if it was that. But they're just the headliners of a team. Mm -hmm. But when you're part of a team that cheats, you're you're part of that strand. Uh You're guilty by association. Mm -hmm. I mean, not if you're the ball boy. No one's gonna fucking excuse me. No one's gonna care. Yeah, but if you're. A pitcher or your position player. Come on. Yeah. But yeah, so Joe Kelly's under scrutiny for sure. But basically only by Astros fans.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then the umpire I think they let it go. But all in all, I mean I mean anybody But knows. then they also say before the season started that no one's allowed to to start a fight. You can't clear the yes. benches. Like they literally had a. And you can't. You can't fight. You can't have ejection. Um, or if you get ejected, you can't fight. Yeah. Like the Pittsburgh Pirates manager. There's a video. He went up to an umpire, starts arguing. The umpire, before he could anything happen, turns around, puts a face mask on, and then the, the loop broke. So he's arguing with a hand on his face. And the Pittsburgh Pirates guy, he had the, kind of like a, oh, what is it called? Like you know when you go skiing, yeah. you yeah, have that yeah, mask. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. The mask. Yeah. He pulled pull it up over his face and starts yelling at him and he kicked him out of the game and then the mask fell off. So it's like. But none of those players had a mask when they were all oh. that close. There's a lot of things that uh-huh. went up about that. Again, this is his last night. This is Western time, I think. Or was it Central? Uh, No, it was Central, yeah. It was Central, okay. So, yeah, so, I mean, yeah just last night. There's Everyone's still processing what happened, but definitely mm-hmm. not a good look for anybody. Yeah. Like, but no one. No one involved.
1: I, I think a lot of non-Astro fans are like mm-hmm. Astro haters, I get to say. Oh, yeah, they're like, yeah. They're yeah, really happy for the about team. this, what of happened course. with Joe Kelly. Yeah. I'm behind him mm-hmm. and... Yeah, I think he did He did, He did. did something that if I was in situation, I
0: would do the same thing. I I mean, I, the thing I'm is, I'm glad, right. that, I'm glad that... I'm not that saying it's right, but I would do the same thing. It's better than hitting someone. Yes. It's better than hitting someone. We'll just leave it at that. He
1: he just let we him have know. He just let la- him know, hey, you did this wrong. Yeah. And then he struck him out. I and
0: mean, we don't know how long it's going to last. How long are the umpires going to allow us to happen? Or are they going to continue to let it happen? Yeah. Have they been letting it happen and no one's caught on media? Because that's how we find out about it, right? We don't live in... Houston, Texas? No, we don't. We don't live in the towns where they play them. They're AL yeah. West. and all West. We don't live in the west side. But We're anyway, side. let's get down to the last part of news. I mean, the playoffs, the whole thing was a little bit confusing for everyone. I had a lot of people reaching out to me and saying, hey, Spencer, man, I don't even know what, what's going on. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. And I'm like, all right, don't worry about it. I'll tell you. So this is where we left it for last. So you can make sure you know exactly what's happening. We got 16 teams. It's mm. not your 10-team playoff. I'll let you know my thoughts about it after this. Um, it's eight teams per league, which thought that's the kind of the easy part. This is where it gets a little little weird. We talked about it before, so we're gonna have seeds one. They're gonna seed it like an actual tournament now. Okay. But it's gonna be eight seeds per. Um, what is it called per league? National yeah. American League. So let's imagine we're putting in two different leagues now, right? We got sixteen teams, eight teams per league. So let's imagine the numbers one through eight. Seeds one through three will be the in each league. We'll go to the division champions, but then based on record, they'll be placed one, two, or three. So now four through six will be the runner-ups to the division champions. Mm-hmm. Four, five, six in those orders. So here's the, here's the interesting thing. You can win your division and have a worse record than a runner-up for another division and still be a higher seed.
1: Yeah.
0: Which is interesting. So you okay. could because the NL Central always has this problem. Okay. They have three teams that are pretty decent. And then every year, someone doesn't make the playoffs. And it's just messed up. So, like, those three teams will make the playoffs this year, which I will explain. But it's just messed up that you can win your division, have a really bad record, but have a really bad division. And then another team will be a lower seed, even though they have a better record than you. That's how this is working. Then, so we have six seeds right there. One through six, right? So, seven and eight will be filled out by... That would be the true wild card that we're used to. Seeds nine and ten. That's what we're really used to. So, it's going to be... The um, last two teams, doesn't matter what division you're in, yeah. as long as you're in the National League or the American League, yeah. two from each, two from National League, two from American League, of the best records after those six people. Yeah, so this me. is why I'm saying the Marlins had a general shot. Mm-hmm. They could have made the wild card. I mean, but they still might they have, still a have a shot. Yeah. No one knows it's going to happen. People, another team could have the same thing happen to them. We don't yeah. know. Can't predict that. But here's where it changes. The wild card, usually one game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they changed that. It's Whoa. best two out of three.
1: Okay.
0: It's one versus eight, two versus seven, three versus six, four versus five. Then it goes back to what normally would happen. The Division Series, three of five, National League Championship, and AL League, American League Championship, four of seven, and then four of seven again for the World Series. Okay. So it's a little weird. It's a little weird. And I also heard rumors. I don't know if this is true, that the top two teams in each and overall yeah. get the pick. What wild card teams they get to play? Oh, so I don't. Okay, I don't. If that's true, I do not agree with that at all. Yeah, you shouldn't get to pick. You don't. You don't get to pick. You shouldn't yeah. have to. It's not. It should be based on what you've done during the season. With uh-huh. all this has happened, even if it didn't happen, it's regular season. Yeah, I don't care. You can't choose. Yeah. Look, this uh-huh. isn't the college football committee where you pick four teams out of what, like hundred sixty. No, no, no. It's based on what you did in the season that's your mm-hmm. record that's where you go in the postseason yeah. this isn't, you don't get to be like yeah you know what um I don't want to have to pitch uh, Kershaw he kind of sucks in the postseason we're gonna go against these guys instead I don't want to have to pitch this person we're gonna have to go get against... I don't like I don't want to go against Garrett Cole I don't want to play the Yankees let's say they make it to a wild card right like i I don't I, mean, I don't think that's cool I mean I think I know I think I know why they did it though for publicity they want to mm-hmm. make it more interesting like a little ESPN mm-hmm. night they can make out of it but I'm against it it's yeah. one of the things that's ruining the game of baseball uh-huh mm-hmm. Just, like, I think they also have this new rule, the extra runner rule. Yeah, that's Which terrible. is not good. They Let's talk imple- about that. They started implementing that last year yes. with the Atlantic League. For those who don't know, the Atlantic League is independent minor league baseball league. Yeah, and they're using them it's, as like, It's yeah. generally in the northeast, a little bit in the south. But as far south it goes, I think it's Virginia, so it's really not yeah. that south. But... They're using their ideas, like, they've been bases, They paid smaller. them to be... the. Experimental league. So yeah. last year they started doing called strikes from a robot. Yeah. So the robot was in the was behind home plate, and the umpire was also behind home plate. The umpire had a like air pod in his ear. The robot would tell him what call to make. For yeah. Outs and uh, balls and strikes. So that was one thing that hasn't carried over, thankfully. I like, um, really hope it does The doesn't. size of the bases, the yeah. amount of cork that they're putting in the ball, what they're wrapping the ball inside of the ball with. Yeah. Um, the And way then... The center of the ball is. Yeah. yeah. And then also this is what just happened. Yeah. So the extra innings rule. So in order to make sure the games are shorter, which kind of stinks, ruins the game, ruins the past times, 1849. Yeah. Would be... I think it's adding the last batted out on second base, right?
1: The last batted out player will be mm-hmm. added to second base if it goes into extra innings. Yeah.
0: Every inning. Until it ends. Yes.
1: It's, I, don't, I don't like that at all. Really and you're just giving... Is that an unearned run? Is that an earned run? Like Who gets the run? It? What pitcher? Yeah. If you're going to give that pitcher the
0: run, a- it's unearned. He didn't yeah. do anything. He got that out last inning. Why are you going to make uh-huh. him work with it again? It doesn't uh, make sense. Yeah. Personally, I think extra inning baseball should be more of a highlight. If like, yeah, you know the NFL fun. has red zone,
1: Yeah.
0: extra innings. But the extra innings doesn't happen a lot, so you can't make a whole program out of it to watch it. But it should be something where it's like... When I watch extra innings baseball... Dude, that means so much more. It's like a playoff yeah. game because uh, every strike counts. They're fighting yeah. to win that game. Because maybe like let's say they were on the off day and they're like, Oh man, you know, it's only a one one score. This sucks. Or oh, we're now in the tenth inning. Okay, now we gotta turn it up. Mm-hmm. We gotta win this game. Yeah. You can't go you can't play twelve innings, burn six or seven pitchers, and then lose. Yeah. If you're gonna burn your pitchers, you wanna have that game won so then tomorrow you're like, you know what? We didn't do as well today, but at least we got the dub yesterday in extra innings. We did what we could. No, now it's just yeah, no, it was a short game, and we burned a couple pictures. It's okay. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't like it. Generally. I don't like it. Definitely let us know what you think. We'll make some Instagram posts about what's been happening. Um, make sure to follow our Instagram at Delos underscore Reyes underscore podcast for more. We got a brand new store, as we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a website. You can check everything out. Make sure you should go to poddecks.com. We got our own little tab on our website, Delos Ten. We talked about that. Yes. Um, thank you again. This was the first episode of season two. We're Let's turning go. brand new pages, changing around the formatting a little bit to see what works and keep and change and Having adapt ideas, and adjust. Let us know. Um, if you want to be a part of this organization anyway or if you want to be interviewed, if you want to be part of anything, please slide into our DMs. We will answer back. We promise. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for being part of this journey. Baseball is back.